We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Think you know Amazon? Think again. Did you know you can get a seasonal warehouse job offered today? You don't even need to interview. That means you can make extra cash before the holidays. You can even pick your own payday. And seasonal jobs can lead to full-time, regular employment. You'll be amazed by what you can get as an Amazon Warehouse Associate. To learn more about all the benefits of working a seasonal job at Amazon, go to amazon.com hourly. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Ladies and gentlemen, Roto Grinders, welcome back to the Week 9 DFS Roundup. My name is Alex Dunlap. I'm the editor-in-chief at rosterwatch.com. I'm the host of Rosterwatch on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern, and Sunday mornings for the game day edition, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. Joined, as always, here on the Roundup on Grinders Live by my co-host, you all know him as the Siege. He is CJ Kaltenbach. Siege, what's going on, brother? I got to be honest. If you think my takes normally are crazy, you should probably just turn <laughs> off the show right now. This yeah. is going to get ugly. I, I, <laughs> wish I, I wish I had a better word for it than ugly. Well, we talked pre-show, and um, 
I can already tell, Tom, man. Tom Savage <laughs> is not the ugliest quarterback I'm rostering this week, and it's not close. Like, I'm rostering quarterbacks that are way less talented than him. There's no quarterback in the National Football League less talented than oh, Tom you wanna, Savage. Oh, trust me. There are a couple, and I'm rostering them. So, don't you worry. I, I mean, <laughs> okay. Um, these, these, these guys make Kevin Hogan look good. No one makes Kevin Hogan look good. For fantasy perspective. Trust me, we'll get there. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, we're, we're going to get there for anybody who hasn't seen the show before. Um, this is the, like I said, this is the week nine DFS roundup. This is where Siege and I go through uh, six different takes from some of the different shows here on uh, Grinders Live and some of the different podcasts that come out on the Roto Grinders NFL podcast feed. Our producer, Simon Edwards, helps us to uh, get these clips together. And uh, this is where Siege and I kind of opine our thoughts on what some of the other hosts have said. And also get into some of our own, you know, maniacal discussions, thoughts, ideas, uh, prop bets, and degenerate action. Uh, last week, I did happen to beat Siege in our oh, prop shut bet. Up. It was a, it oh, was a, my it was God. A, it was a, it was a twofer. better. With, Run uh, better. My guy gets hurt in the first quarter, and your guy catches a one-yard touchdown in garbage time. That, 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 that would be Josh Doxson versus Deontay Thompson. Oh, but who, will, by the way, finally healthy take just it. mashed this week. Mashed. Uh, I don't believe that the I don't believe that the prop had anything to do with uh, the the uh, the um, the week nine game, but it did have to do with last week whenever he went one reception for or five yards versus Josh Doxson, who did in fact go for the touchdown. Um, yeah. Regardless, we're gonna Great we're gonna spin. <laughs> we're gonna get to, spin. We're gonna get to more of these prop uh, more of the prop bets between Siege and I as the show goes on. But first, we're gonna get to a few of these clips. Siege, uh, any over thoughts or you know? general overriding views of the slate you want to get to before we get to these now let's just get to them all right so uh here we go we got our producer dave dialing these things up the first clip comes from the football guys show with tip and pick austin lee and dan bach this is dan bach's take on a player that he thinks will bounce back in week nine michael thomas against uh tampa bay he is my bounce back he hasn't gone uh, I don't think he's got over 100 yards yet this season receiving. I don't know if he or um, Mike Evans have done that. But this week, not only does he go over 100, he gets you in the end zone at least once. Wouldn't shock me if it's twice. And uh, he is a lock and load for Team DB this week. All right, so that was Dan Bach talking about New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas. Um, Dan said that Michael Thomas is a lock and load for him this week. He's predicting – over 100 yards and one, possibly two touchdowns. I loved hearing it because I'm all over Michael Thomas this week. Siege, I already have the feeling that you're going to be on the opposite side of the fence. Yeah, I don't understand why everyone just thinks the Saints are going to throw the football this week. Like, this is a classic. It's the Bucs. It's the Bucs. They've won five straight weeks running the football and running the football super effectively. And yeah, Tampa's run defense isn't good. Like, why are they going to change a formula that's working? They tried to throw the football a ton in weeks one and two. They lost. Then they've started running the football more in the last five weeks. Drew Brees has only had 40 passing attempts once over their last five games, and they've won five in a row. Like, why are they going to change it? And by the way, for all this, like, you know, oh, you know, Drew Brees is an elite quarterback. Like, he hasn't had a QBR above 67 in the last four weeks. Like, he's been a really good – and when I say this, I mean a really good game manager – but let's be honest, the Saints are a running football team now, and they're really good at it. I just don't see this idea where they're just – now, could they? Could Drew Brees go play action deep to Michael Thomas and hit him twice? Sure. 
I'm not going to dispute that. Their play-action game has been very effective this year. But when he's going to be 30% shot, expecting everyone to, to air out the game, like – Is he going to be – does, does Jamino have him at 30%? Last that's, time what I saw, I looked, that's, what I, that's what I saw last time I looked. Jeez. Well, I mean, that's that, that's a little bit worrisome, especially considering, you know, he hasn't – Yeah, 30%. Uh, you know, I mean, this is a – this is just a spot, man. I mean, it's it's just the kind of situation where – would you be at all surprised if Drew Brees – even if – what if he threw, like, five touchdowns? Would you be that surprised? I mean, would you be? I mean, would I be surprised? No, I just think it'd be a. I think I would be surprised. Now, if they're all like two or three yard passes or ten yard passes, okay, it's one thing. But I, I just expect them to run the football, short passes. Like that's what they've been doing all season. I just don't understand why they're going to start getting in shootouts. I don't. I don't think they want to get into a shootout. Frankly, I don't think they need to get into a shootout in this spot. I, I just like again, like the play action passing game. Do I think Michael Thomas is going to bust? No, I'm not saying that. I. I, I don't think like. I don't think he's going to go out there and put up a dud. Do I think he's going to go up there and put up a 30 spot this week? I don't. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't hate him. I just don't – I don't think the volume is going to be what people think he's going to be. I mean, it, I, I just think that, you know, it isn't like he hasn't been getting the targets. As far as the slate, he's getting the seventh most targets per game on the whole entire slate. This is a matchup that is our number one matchup via the matchup tool at Roster Watch. That, like, there's not a single wide receiver spot that – that you know that you're not going to be able to ex- exploit this this defense from and it, you know if it looks like by alignment data that they have a pro football focus he's going to be seeing a lot of Robert McLean and McLean I mean that guy's allowing a 78 percent completion percentage when targeting coverage that's the fifth highest of any cornerback in the league I mean I I, I guess I understand what you're saying about them maybe you, Look, I, I understand they, the they, I understand they seem like a running team. Like, it's not like this is a funnel defense, though, where like you can't run on them. You can no, run. No, I, I mean, I totally get that. I, I think it's the run to set up the pass. Are the passes going to be bombs to Michael Thomas? Sure, they could be. They could be bombs to Tegan. They could be, you know, they could be whatever. They could be bombs to Tevin to Brandon, to Brandon Coleman. Like, there's all sort. It could be Willie Sneed thirty yards over the middle. I, I get all that. I just don't think that this is a game where they're just going to throw the ball fifty times. What do you make of all this stuff that people are saying that about the fumble narrative with Mark Ingram? I think it's a real thing if he fumbles again. So I'll be overweight on Alvin Kamara because like, imagine if Mark Ingram was to like, I don't know, like, you know, he gets in a car accident on the way to the game and he gets, (laughs) what would Alvin Kamara's workload be? It'd be like, it'd be insane. It'd be 30, 35 touches. So like, That's what the de facto workload is if he gets if Ingram gets benched. So I have to be overweight on that. Yeah, that would one fumble away. Yeah, and and, like a quarter getting benched. I, I I don't think that they can just let him keep fumbling. But he's been so good all year. I don't expect him to like not start or anything like that. Giving, I mean, if you gave Kamara that kind of workload, and it, like for one, he would last maybe two or three games with that kind of workload. I don't so it wouldn't be sustainable for the one. season. Yeah, right. But we're just talking about the the daily game here. Right, I just need him the last yeah. one week. Hell, he could probably – if he got that kind of workload for a half, he probably would be at like 25 DK points in a half. How tall is Robert McClain? I think he's only like five – I think he's only like 5'10". He's not I think tall. he's – I mean, Mike. yeah, Michael Thomas has six inches on this, dude. I, I'm, I'm going to have plenty of Michael Thomas. I think this is a spot where – it's, it's I just, just think, I think he has too, shot, much, right? too much talent. I just yeah. don't match the field on shock like this. So it's either 60 or like 10. And it's just for me, I'm not playing 60% Michael Thomas in a spot where I don't think he's going to be like the, 
the focal point. I think they're going to run, be running the football a ton in this one. Well, we'll get we'll get to some of the wide receivers that you like through the course of the show, I'm sure. But Michael Thomas, I I wanted to, I I love Michael Thomas this week. I think that I think that you know everything's lining up for a big breakout. I completely agree with with the Dan on on this one. Um, okay, so let's go to the next clip. This one comes from the DFS Pick Six with Eric Crane, Lord Reeves, and Evan Silva. Evan Silva, but. By the way, how many podcasts and shows is, is that guy on? He works. I think that. I think he has them lined up literally one after one after the other. Uh, but in, 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 anyway, this was Eric, millionaire maker winner from last year, Eric Crane, talking about one tight end that he is loading up on this week. You mentioned Jimmy Graham and how he's too cheap. Evan, he's five K this week, and I think had he caught those two touchdowns wow. in that game against the Giants. He had two last week. Yeah, I mean, he we would be looking at him being 6,500. I think he's one of the clear values on this slate. And, I mean, once again, you know you know, he's safe for five or six targets minimum. You know he's going to see a couple in the red zone. This is a great offense. Washington can't defend a tight end. It, I mean, this is just kind of another spot like T.Y. Hilton where I'm just going to load up. And if it, it, if it doesn't work out, I can live with that because the spot absolutely. and the yeah, price absolutely. – like, whatever. I mean, it's just too good. Okay, so that was Eric Crane on the Roto World uh, DFS Pick 6 show that comes out on Thursdays uh, here on Grinders Live. Is or is it Tuesdays? Tuesday? I think it's Tuesdays let's just, let's, let's just, I said Thursdays. You said Tuesdays. Let's split the difference and say Wednesdays. So Crane's saying that uh, Jimmy Graham is uh, one of the one of his clear targets on this late. He said, Crane says that He's going to load up on Graham because the spot uh, versus Washington, uh, I believe that is at home. The, so at first Washington at home and the price, both too good. Siege, your thoughts on Jimmy Graham this week. When I look at DK, uh, it looks like he is, uh, what's he, 5,000 5, on there versus Washington? 5,000. These yeah. are my thoughts. <laughs> I, I don't need to say anything else. He's completely correct, and I hope people ignore. Well, my deal is this. It's like – If he catches those two touchdown passes that he was wide open for, like he is like 6,500 in mega shot. He caught his touchdowns last week. He yeah, the two touchdowns. weeks ago against the Giants when he was um, wide open. He oh, he, he left. He left fantasy points. He left he would have been like 6,500 in fantasy shock, points. And this week he's 5K and not shock. Like, Yes. I'm playing all the Jimmy Graham, the wind, too. They're not going to be able to throw the deep balls to Richardson and Locke as they did last week. I, I love everything about this situation for Jimmy Graham. I, he's one of my favorite players on the entire slate. I, I, I love everything about this, and I really hope people just keep playing Jack Doyle because that Houston-Indianapolis game is going to shoot out. You keep believing people, it might just happen. We'll get to that game later on, though. Oh, well, that's interesting because here's the thing. I'm, I am looking at the, the – I have, I have collected – about 66 props so far for the week nine slate or early props from some of our offshore sources at roster watch that we have up for our pro members in the DraftKings flex values based on Vegas player props spreadsheet. And Jimmy Graham has a prop this week. It's Bart versus our number two. So, I mean, he's facing basically what we have. Our algorithm has is the second best matchup of the week for opposing tight ends. He's 5k. The prop is not the best. Only four receptions for 48 and a half yards plus 150 is the touchdown odds. So you're looking at the projection there, maybe at 11.25 or so through the transformation. I just think that I was expecting it to be something more like, you know, you can't rely too much on these props, but I was expecting something more like a five for 62 and a half, 
something like that with maybe more like plus 125 on the touchdown. Seems yeah, those, a little those, bit. Those odds are, are – you should bet you should bet the over on every single one of those. Right. And right. also thanks for hitting the uh, under on two segments before you brought up a prop. I appreciated it. I oh, know. well, dude, I, I, I bring I, – I bring, <laughs> you, you should have bet the under on one segment. I was about – I was going to break – I was going to break out the prop on the uh, on the Michael Thomas. Actually, I should talk about that. Michael no, you Thomas should not. Props are the biggest one. fraud in DFS. Like Michael I like Thomas, I my weekly props are stupid rant. <laughs> Do it. Let's hear they it. They are stupid. Like the, the the limits on these things are like four hundred bucks, if that. You can like, bet five hundred. Oh, excuse me. You can bet up to five hundred. Like there's no limits on these. They take no exposure. Like yeah, sure. I guess you can make have have, have a huge edge betting these things. You want to make a, like a little extra spending money on the side. But like oh. no one's gonna let you keep doing that forever. If they realize you're sharp, you'll get blocked. It, it's just they're pointless. Like they really are just absolutely pointless. Unless absolutely. they unless they do it by position, and then I'll use them. Absolutely, absolutely erroneous, erroneous siege. Hey, the props, props. Like I said, they will never get me on a play. They will never get me off a play. I feel like they are such so an. What's important the point if they let me on or off a play? What is uh, the point? I need I I need the I need the confirmation. I need the confirmation to, to, to see, look, Vegas agrees, you know, or the offshore books, whoever, the lines makers, they at least agree with me here that this is a value versus the versus the pricing. That's why I get them all on the sheet. I put them all on the sheet. And Michael Thomas, I should have brought up his prop because very, very uh, strong prop compared to what he's had recently. But I'll let you get to your two segments without props. We'll just talk about the uh, – did, did you say that you like um, – did you say that you did – so you're saying that you like Jimmy Graham and you're going to be off of Jack Doyle. Was that why the mention of the Houston Indy game? Uh, I don't like that game at all, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. So, um, but yeah, Jimmy Graham, I agree. I mean, I think 5K is perfectly fine for him. I was putting together lineups on Fantasy Draft a little bit earlier, and I noticed on there that Jimmy Graham's even cheaper. It's like, I think he's like 8,600. Think you know Amazon? Think again. Did you know you can get a seasonal warehouse job offer today? You don't even need to interview. That means you can make extra cash before the holidays. You can even pick your own payday. And seasonal jobs can lead to full-time, regular employment. You'll be amazed by what you can get as an Amazon Warehouse Associate. To learn more about all the benefits of working a seasonal job at Amazon, go to amazon.com hourly. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com or something like that over there so um definitely something to keep an eye on let's go to the next one this comes from uh the pff show with Britt divine tyler beaker and scott barrett here's scott's take manny like scott always has a scott always has a a, a, a take or two that we can use on here uh this is for a play that he says he's been waiting on since april <laughs> i've waited since april for this week. It is officially Derry Sanders week from now and henceforth Christian McCaffrey will only ever be referred to as Derry Sanders. Everything's coming together. Carolina <laughs> traded Kelvin Benjamin just so I can have Derry Sanders week. 
Uh, so, so in week three, when Benjamin played only seven snaps, Christian McCaffrey saw 11 targets. Kelvin Benjamin leads behind a 19.9% target market share. That should be mean even more targets for McCaffrey, who already absurdly ranks eighth among all players in target market share, 14th in expected fantasy points per game. He's in a dream matchup. He's up against an Atlanta Falcons defense who over the past two regular seasons, which doesn't include James White's near Super Bowl MVP winning performance against them. They're allowing the most receiving fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Who's the best receiving running back in the game? That's Christian McCaffrey. Sorry, Chris Thompson. Is he even uh, a running back? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so so Atlanta is also allowing the fourth most fantasy points per game to re- receivers on short passes and passes behind the line of scrimmage this year. That's where McCaffrey has scored 90% of his total fantasy points. Uh, he's my RB9 and half-point PPR leagues. Uh, he's the 21st highest-priced running back on FanDuel. Derry Sanders week. Don't look. <laughs> okay, so... That's my guy, man, Scott, <laughs> Scott Barrett. Um, he says he's waited since April for this one. It, I guess, you know, loss of Kelvin Benjamin. He says that that is just a uh, Christian McCaffrey, just an absolutely epic spot. It's a dream matchup. I, w- I will say, Derry Sanders, by far, that's the most horrible nickname I've ever, ever, ever heard. Uh, absolutely no way that that sticks. Siege, before we get into the play, any thoughts on, on Scott Barrett's nickname of – uh, Christian McCaffrey is Derry Sanders, and what the hell that possibly means? I think it's a reference on Barry Sanders. Yes, but why Derry? Is it because he's he's like so he's kind of a like milky white? I don't know. I mean, what what does it even mean? I have no idea. Maybe I don't know. the chat. All, all I know is that Christian. Maybe McCaffrey the chat could win. give us some suggestions. He, he's going to match this week, and so he might look like Barry Sanders this week. He's going to absolutely match. I, I love this spot. Um, I just Atlanta gives up 11 targets per game to cast catching backs. Christian McCaffrey gets a ton of targets. There's no Kelvin Benjamin. Funches is going to get true font. Um, It's just, it's screaming Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield, Christian McCaffrey out of the slot, Christian McCaffrey in the wildcat, Christian McCaffrey everywhere. I I love Christian McCaffrey. If he busts, uh, you guys should probably listen to the Monday morning grind because well, I will not be (laughs) so I love him. I love him this week. I mean, I love him this week. This is an absolute, this is the nuts, dude. Like, I don't say it very much. I don't say it often that I'm this sure. I am this sure. This is the absolute nuts in this spot. Look, he's, he's, he's been seeing over six receptions a game anyway. It's like that, that floor is elite, and that thing is going to tick up now with Kelvin going. You don't trade away. You don't trade away Kelvin Benjamin unless you have a plan. And I have news for you. Look, Curtis Curtis Samuel is a guy who I have done a lot of evaluation on live and and in person, Uh, a a guy that we have a lot of great intelligence on. We always have. I don't think that that guy's completely ready just yet. They're not going to completely insert him into this system and let him take the targets away. Um, You know, Russell Shepard, I mean, he's – that's another guy I've been following since he was a high schooler. Like, he's he's fine. He's a pretty good athlete. But look, man, this this means a huge, huge, huge uptick for Christian McCaffrey over the last two years, the team most killed by opposing runners as far as um, being receivers out of the backfield. It's, it's been the Falcons. That's no secret to anybody. I mean, I guess in 2016, they're currently – it looks like they're sixth in receiving yards allowed. But I think that they've already had their bye, and a lot of those teams haven't had their bye. Uh, ask the Sieges boy James White about what you can do through the air. 
uh, out of the backfield against these guys. I just I see everything lining up for Christian McCaffrey. I think he's sixty five hundred on DraftKings. Is is that right? Three. Hold on, I have it up right here. I can yeah, I think he's somewhere he's right in there. Right. 6,563. I think that. Oh, let me ask you this. Are you 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 like him better in a P, in a full point PPR setup better than Alvin Kamara, right? Yeah, but again, I think Kamara has the higher ceiling just because if Ingram gets benched, he will just go absolutely bananas. Agreed. I don't, I, think, I, like, I don't see Christian McCaffrey getting to 30 this week. Like that would be a real outlier. I see Rhodes for Alvin Kamara to get to 30 without much effort. Like if Ingram gets benched, like he's going to just obliterate. I think Christian McCaffrey catches 10 balls. I think Christian McCaffrey goes for over 75 all purpose yards. And I think he gets in the box. I, just, I, think, he I, gets, think, it, I think he gets seven to 10 carries this week. I think that's the hot take with Christian McCaffrey. I think, it, I think they're finally going to just. Isn't that so run. messed up that that's a hot take? Like, I why, why can't they hand him the football? Because Mike Schultz is an idiot. Like, of course he has to run the ball well between the tackles. The guy runs the ball between the tackles like two times a game. Like, what running back does well on two carries a game on average? Like, it's just stupid. Mike Schultz is an idiot. Josh ADHD, you were right. Like, I feel like I've paid my, sen- my penance for saying Mike Schuler wasn't terrible. Can I get good Christian McCaffrey now, please? <laughs> so, now, so now it's just like a, just you, you said the magic words. Maybe you'll get it now, huh? Oh, I hope so. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, CJ and I both agree. Uh, terrific play this week. And Christian McCaffrey is a guy that we sometimes usually have disagreements on. So I, I see that as something uh, – yeah, I love Christian McCaffrey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him in a ton of spots this week. Okay, let's go to the next one. This clip comes from the Swolecast, which comes on on Friday nights. You can watch it live on Roto Grinders. And if you have Roto Grinders incentives for any of the fantasy sites, you can go back and watch it on replay. Always highly recommend it. The guys on there, they're hilarious for one, but all, they've got a lot of great information. Um, this one is from Evan Silva as he goes through – uh, the group of three of the kind of, I guess the three sort of high priced sort of pay up stud running backs and ranks them in the order that he sees them as far as we can. All right. Uh, ten, Silva, ten points, Silva baby. you have to rank them. You have to rank them Gurley. And then uh, let's, let's leave Fournette out. Gurley, Hunt, Zeke. I think you're on mute right now. Uh, Zeke one, Gurley two, Hunt three. So you're concerned about Hunt as well? I mean, I think he's a fine play. I just think those other dudes are, are better. I think that Hunt's price, like, why has his price not come down? He hasn't scored a touchdown in five games. I mean, if he's down at, like, 8,100, where I think he should be, uh, I mean, he – he also isn't an every down back like these other guys. I mean, they use yeah. Sharkandrick West. Yeah. I don't know why his, his price has, has stayed so high. Yeah. You're talking about on Fandle where he's still 9K, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The way that I'm looking at it right now is, is playing him on DK and, and Elliott on Fandle. But I, I, think they're both, I think they're both in really good spots. You should probably just play Elliott on, on both. Probably should. Every time I fade Elliot, it hasn't gone well. Not at all. Okay, uh, let's go with uh, the wide receiver position now. Unless someone wants to give a Fournette take, we've already talked about the the New Orleans situation. Anybody want to get a Fournette take? I, I mean, mean, the, ben- he's the a, Bengals. He's a great play. 
Yeah, he's a great play, and and he correlates so well with by far the best defensive play on the on the, the slate. I mean, the Jaguars are going to wreck. Okay, so that comes from the Swole Cast, which uh, comes out Friday nights here on Grinders Live, and that was Evan Silva from Roto World, um, and he was asked to rank the the high price stud running backs. And I'm a little bit offended that uh, Leonard Fournette was not <laughs> on that list. But he shouldn't um, be on that list. That's a good list. They, they ranked them. Those guys were correct yeah. in not leaving on that list. I, th- <laughs> I think that uh, the, 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 the all-time Leonard Fournette hater, C.J. Carlton, ladies and gentlemen. I, you know what? Everyone, uh, everyone was like, oh, Kareem Hunt, he's going to score 25 fantasy points every week. Every week because he's going to break that long run. Guess what's happened? He hasn't scored 15 over 15 in like a month. What does that have to do with Leonard Fournette? It's the same thing. He's not going to get those long touchdowns every single week. <laughs> he's, he's done pretty good so far. That's fine. Um, the regression's going to hit, and now he's priced through the nose. Like yeah. He has no business being in that conversation with Ty Gurley and Zeke. None. Zero. Well, what about Hunt? <laughs> Hunt, Hunt has, I just explained why Hunt has no business being in that conversation. Well, he was in this conversation whenever Silva ranked the high-priced running backs. Silva ranked them, as would be approved by Siege, I'm sure. Zeke, Gurley, and then Hunt in that order he and then he actually to see just point he asks why hunt's price hasn't gone down when the dude hasn't scored in five games uh, i actually would rank them girly number one i have girly number one he's my favorite player on the entire slate the giants team is done they're done yeah they're, they're absolutely terrible. Done. like they're terrible they, they, what are they doing like, suspending janoris and like all this like what are they, they doing to the locker room he has no control over anything that's going on in that franchise right now. Like they're just done. And they're, you know, when you see a team that's done, you just have to understand like, okay, now I have to be able to make, make a pivot here and just understand that that team is done. So like, I just, I'm going to attack the Rams here. Todd Gurley is their entire offense. He's going to run all over them. He's going to pass catch all over them. He's going to put up a gazillion points. I, I love Todd Gurley. Um, he's going to be the highest owned player for me this week. And, I have no qualms about it. I have no concerns. I have no worry. Um, the Giants, have, as a team, do not scare me in the least. I, I have no concerns whatsoever on this spot. I really don't. So, so, so Gurley's going to be – look, I love Todd Gurley this, this week. Um, our, our models before Zeke was – our models at Roster Watch before Zeke was back in, um, they had Gurley as by far and away the play. Once you insert Zeke back in, it's just – I mean, it's pretty – man, Zeke has been so good, man. He's been like – it's really – is there – do you – what is it about Gurley that, that you like so much more than, than Zeke? The pass catching. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. And the thing is about Zeke, I mean, that's kind of where I was coming from because the thing is about Zeke um, – they also did, they also practiced all week without him too. So like yeah, but I kind of I kind of have the Warren like Warren Sharp. I kind of have his like I get the one the Warren Sharp vibe on that that they practiced all week without him. They thought about ways that they can exploit this team without him. They're going to be using those plays and likely not getting away from him, which should lead to more offensive on offensive efficiency, more offensive production, which should in theory lead to more scoring situations. And when they're in those scoring situations, they will of course revert back to handing the ball to Zeke. I think that that kind of makes sense. I also like, all right. I mean, here we go. The back to the props, the prop one Zeke is outrageous. So much for my two segments without props. Yeah, our number seven matchup of the week, uh, 9,000 on DK. It's, it's the biggest rushing prop I've seen all year. And as you know, I'm, I'm maniacal about collecting these. 
104.5 rushing yards. But to CJ's point, only a one and a half reception prop. And I think that goes to the fact that Kansas City, what they defend best is running backs out of the backfield. I don't think Zeke's going to see a very big workload uh, catching the football out of the backfield in this game. But still, I mean, as far as the touchdown odds, I mean, do you not care about those anymore either? You know, no. do, do, all right. But by far the best touchdown odds on the whole entire slate at minus 250. Um, with, with all that being said, if you look at Gurley's prop, Vegas sees him as a much, 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 much better value. 85 and a half rushing yards, three and a half receptions for 31.5 on top of that and minus 135 for the touchdown. So, I mean, I can see it for me. I just feel very, very comfortable with that run offense. I feel like it, I feel like there's, I just, I feel like there's no real way for it to go, for it to go sideways. And we've seen it with, We've seen with Gurley at least once it's gone sideways and a matchup that on paper was okay that we should have known probably wasn't that good when they traveled to Seattle and for some reason McVay, you know, blew a fuse and decided to have golf throw the ball 50 times. But um, yeah, but I think we both agree probably Hunt's at the bottom of that list. Yeah, out of yeah. out of out of those three. Yeah, for sure, he's a distant third. You like you like Zeke better than Hunt. Yeah. And how much exposure are you going to have to to, to Zeke compared to Gurley? Let me tell you, I can click. I literally just finished clicking the button to just build <laughs> the next 150. I took out uh, Captain Brock because he was causing some issues on the build. Um, I can't believe you even had him in there to begin with. He's going to cause issues on your on your build anytime, I think. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to build teams by hand. I'm going to have some Captain Brock. Um, I have 80% Gurley, and then let's see. Uh, actually, I have zero Zeke and a little Hunt. So I'm not sure how that happened, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. So you like Hunt better than Zeke? Or are you saying that's just no. how you have it now and you're probably that's just how I have it now and that's okay. going to change probably as we move on to the next segment? All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the next segment. This comes from – we look like we have two more left uh, before we get into our kind of our free-for-all free for all portion. Uh, this one comes from the expert round table or the expert, <laughs> expert square table. Adam Levitan calls it. Um, this this take comes from Jay. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com him to win and he says the entire weekend is going to hinge on whether you play this one guy let's move to wide receiver before we get to kind of some of the cheap plays i want to get your take on uh, what i guess is emerging as the chalk i didn't think it was going to be considering how bad he's been for out of the last five weeks but ty hilton is down to 4900 cheapest he's been since 2013 uh, i think he has a pretty good matchup i know you kind of disagree but um, I think he will see eight, nine targets for 4,900. Um, are you thinking about going for a T.Y. Hilton fade? I'm definitely thinking about it. I, I am currently planning to, and here's the thing. The entire weekend uh, will likely hinge on whether or not you play T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I mean, he's 4,900. He's going to be, right now, we have him projected at 35% ownership. 
Um, and you're talking about a guy who's 4,935% owned who can get 30 points. Um, if he gets 30 points and you don't have him, you're in really tough shape. Uh, if he puts up under 10 points as he has in six out of eight games this year, then you're in great shape fading him because you can get more points per dollar there. Um, I mean, Hilton's, Hilton's matchups have been atrocious. Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Seattle, uh, Patrick Peterson, the Rams. It's been a really tough schedule. And Cleveland and Tennessee were the two teams he went off against who have four pass defenses. Uh, with that said, Houston has allowed the seventh fewest receptions to wide receivers. Uh, I saw in Evans' matchups article, he brought up, you know, what Paul Richardson and Tyler Lockett did last week. But again, you're just looking at guys who are great in contested catch situations and Russ was just throwing it deep to them in one-on-one -on -one coverage. I just don't see Brissett being able to do that to Hilton. So uh, I would not at all be surprised if he finishes with six, seven, eight points once again. If he were going to be 10% owned, I would have zero interest in him. Uh, the one thing that might pull me toward him, I mean, this guy's probably going to be, what, 60, 70% owned in double-ups this week. So... Yeah, I mean, the entire week kind of hinges on what you do with Hilton. I still don't like him. Uh, I may end up playing him just as a hedge in cash games, but I think he'll probably be a complete fade for me in tournaments, and I won't be surprised if I end up without him in cash games as well. All right, so that's uh, that was JM to win, and he hosts the Expert Square Table with Adam Levitin on you Friday night. You love that name, don't you? you yeah, love dude, I think it's I, I laugh my ass off every time I say it because it's funny. It really isn't a round table. There's only two of them. <laughs> two of these guys. Um, but uh, JM DeWin says the uh, the entire weekend is going to hinge on whether or not you play T.Y. Hilton at uh, at 4900. Siege, your thoughts? I think he's right. Like that's your entire weekend in tournaments. Like if he puts up 25 and you don't have him, you're done. If he puts up 12 and you fade, you are in glorious shape because he's going to be about 40% out. Um, yeah, this really in just tournaments comes out or in to, cash? In tournaments? Oh, in tournaments, in cash, he's going to be like 85, 80, 90. Like he's going to be as high as you can get, whatever the max you can get in cash games. Right. That's where he's going to end up. For me, this situation really just comes down to what do I think the pace of this game is going to do? And I was – uh, before the Watson injury, I thought the total was a joke at 51. I thought the spread was a joke at 14. I said such anywhere I could, and I put some money on it. Um, and I, I now think even without Deshaun Watson, this total of 46 is too high. I, I think this line is still too inflated because the line was inflated by like six points with Deshaun Watson, and they couldn't just take it all out of the line once he was out. I, I just this, – like this should be like – I think this game's going to be slow. The Colts have been playing slow. They've been playing slow for a month. And I don't think that they're going to – I don't think Tom Savage is going to just spread out the field and just start playing no huddle. I think the pace – I think the pace is going to be slow, slow, and slow. And so with the people that are just loving this game, um, I just think I'm going to take a stand where I don't play this game. Um, could come back and bite me. I understand that. But it's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to take zero obviously because he can like destroy your slate. So like I'll play a little bit, but I'll be three to four times underweight of the field. T.Y. Hilton. Um, look at this split, man. At, at Houston, T.Y. Hilton does work. 
does work. He's got freaking Jacoby Brissett. You're going to use old data? Get the hell out of here. You can't. No, 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 no. You cannot use data when Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck were his quarterback (laughs) and say that has anything to do at all with your performance when it's Jacoby Brissett. No, no, no. Here's the thing. T.Y. Hilton's big weeks have been easily predictable. There have been two of them. We've been all over them. I mean, you and I have been all over them. I've been all over them on my show on SiriusX and Fantasy, on my website, Roster Watch. There have been two weeks wherever I have actively targeted T.Y. Hilton. They've both been at home. They have both been indoors. They've both been versus bad secondaries. And both times it has been with Jacoby Brissett at the quarterback. He has shown that he does have upside with Jacoby Brissett. Outside of this thing not being at home, it has all the things to line up for a big game for T.Y. Hilton. The only thing that spooks you a little bit is that the offense is capped on the other, you know, it's capped on the other side now. That offense has been neutered with the loss of Deshaun Watson. So they're not going to be running it back and forth with, with one another, which certainly certainly hurts it. But while I understand that the quarterback play is nowhere near where, where, where it had been, he is still uh, averaging over nine fantasy points in PPR better at Houston than he is in all other contests outside of the split 22.58 versus 13.83 so he, he has had big games there in in Houston um and, and he's has shown that he with look with with Jacoby Brissett he has shown he has a ceiling I don't think it's quite as easy a fade as you do I'm not saying I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not saying going to easy fade I'm not saying that I'm just saying he's 40 percent a game that I think is going to go way under I think both these teams are going to run the football I don't see a ton of plays here I think Jack Doyle is viable I, this just comes down to what I, if I think if I thought this game was going to go over, I would have lock button T.Y. Hilton, but I don't. I think this game is going to go 17-14, like or 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 there's a, the probability that Tom Savage is just so bad the Colts get up to a seventeen nothing lead and then they just run the ball. Right, the I mean, I get that. I mean, I, I just, can, cer- I I can certainly get behind it. Where T.Y. Hilton does not get you to tournament value, and on a slate where it's going to be forty percent, it. You know, like I can knock out forty percent of the field. Like if T.Y. Hilton gets me fifteen, I consider that a win. Because like I don't think I don't think the winning tournament team is going to have a fifteen on it. Oh, you're saying if the if you fade him and the rosters that do have him get him to fifteen, I'm taking that as a victory. All right. Now yeah. I might not beat that with my guys. That's fine. I just don't think fifteen is going to be on the winning tournament lineup. So I, you know, I, I just think again the ownership's going to be too high for a game that I think is going to be slow. And sure, T.Y. Hilton can put up 20 on one play. Not disputing that at all. Um, but I just think at that ownership level, it's a spot where I'm going to be underweight. Again, it's not like I'm playing zero, but I'm not going to be at 40 or over. That's for sure. If he gets that 27.7 or that 31.3 like he had at San Francisco and Cleveland, which were similar I'll matchups. I'll lose. So it was a little scary, but 40% is tough. And you got guys all around him. You, we were talking off air and you were saying, you know, if, if you don't go with him, you, you know – you got to, you know, you, if you're going to pay up, you got to pay down for these guys. But you have, you know, you have guys around, like you have Paul Richardson right there with him at 4,700. You have, you have to win I mean, that game. You can't throw the ball deep. Fair enough. Yeah, that, so that would also probably take you off lock. Well, we don't know about wind yet. I think sometimes I mean, Rod, we overblow that the, stuff. Ross seems pretty convinced, so. Well, I haven't looked at, at Ross, Ross Weather. He always comes on right out. He comes on on the Roto Grinder show right after mine. Tomorrow morning, so I'll make sure and listen into what he says on the Sunday forecast. I, I'd like to like to hear it on Sunday more than I do the day before. But yeah, well, that, that would certainly be worrisome if there are. Did did he say like how sustained wins? Did he say the miles per hour? Twenty. 
with gusts in the 25. Again, like, I don't think it's going to stop all passing, but I just think the deep balls, that's going to have an effect. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's certainly, certainly fair enough. Um, let's go to, oh, oh, well, before we get off of this one, any other plays on like in this game that you're looking at at all now without, I mean, everybody was looking at it before Deshaun Watson, you know, went I, down. I like Lamar Miller. I think he's fine. Um, I think he's a kind of a nice mid tier option. I think that Jack Doyle is still good. I've been on the Jack Doyle train for weeks now. I'm not going to stop now. Were you on him last week? Yeah. Oh, dude. Nice. Good yeah, work. That was fun. That, that was absolutely fun. Um, Stupid, shady, garbage time touchdown. Um, <laughs> that really hurt the bottom line. Um, I'll bet. 26% freaking at 8,700. Oh, my God. I might have throw something. I was world of Coca-Cola, and I almost threw my Coca-Cola cup and just threw it across the room. I was so mad. It can't have been any worse than that one dude who lost a million on the uh, on the last play of the Dallas or game. The guy, the yeah, but or could have been awesome. <laughs> you also, some guy won a million dollars. Yeah, that's true. So true. I, again, I, I just think that – this game is just going to go under. Um, I really think this is a very slow-paced game. I really like the under here. Okay, so Doyle, you're on him. What about Lamar Miller? If, if you think it's slow-paced, they're going to take the, take, yeah, I, take, I, I take like the air out of the ball. I mentioned him. I like him. I have no complaints with him. And I'm, I'm guessing no Will Fuller, even though he, you, you, you love I, him more than – How can you play pay 7K for Will Fuller? Like, yeah. Right. Okay. He's going to be literally point oh no point zero eight percent owned. If yeah. you play Tom Savage, you should play one with Will Fuller. That's all. I'm saying. <laughs> you shouldn't play Tom Savage, which is a great segue here uh, to the to the last one. I love this show with Chris Gimino, Chris Raybon, and Warren Sharp. Sharp DFS analysis. It's the last show, the nightcap on Friday evenings here on Grinders Live. And this is Chris Raybon uh, <laughs> giving his take about uh, one Mister Tom Savage. If this was just any old team that we don't usually target in DFS, and then all of a sudden they were playing the Indianapolis Colts, we would be looking at them. We'd be like, oh, hey, this is an under-the-radar play. But now I feel like people are kind of moving off these Houston Texans a little bit, and I want to exploit it because all of a sudden you can get Hopkins and Fuller in your lineups with Tom Savage, and it kind of makes it a lot cheaper because you're balancing out that uh, elevated cost of Hopkins and Fuller with the cheap cost of savage at quarterback and again these guys are elite these guys are playing at an elite level right now and it's not just hopkins it's fuller and so i think that this is a really great spot and i don't i don't you know the the hopkins and fuller aren't just going to magically stop getting open against the worst pass defense in the league just because you have tom savage and he's not just going to magically take you know seven sacks and 20 dropbacks against a team with no pass rush so uh, you know, look at look at what we we've talked about these these Colts before. In week three, I think we talked about the Colts were going against the uh, Cleveland Browns. We talked about how that was a situation to exploit. What happened? Deshaun Kaiser, probably most people would agree, the worst quarterback in the league so far this year. He won somebody the Millie Maker against the Colts in week three. Then in week five, we talked about it again. Brian Hoyer, we like Brian Hoyer and the 49ers against the Colts defense. What happened? Brian Hoyer won Cal Spears of Roto-Grinders, the millionaire maker. That's two times in three weeks, uh, uh, one, two of the worst quarterbacks, maybe the two worst quarterbacks, both benched um, at least once this season um, in the millionaire maker. So what makes Tom Savage any different? I mean, and, and let's not forget, Tom Savage has been in Bill O'Brien's system since 2014, since 
Bill O'Brien got there. So I really like the spot for the Houston Texans still. And I, I don't think we should necessarily we be moving off of any of these plays. You know, you kind of have to look at it like Occam's razor, where the simplest solution is sometimes the best. Okay, Deshaun Watson's out, pivot to Savage. <laughs> okay, so that was Chris Raybon from 4 for 4. Uh, in the DFS MVP podcast, uh, generally a super sharp guy. For some reason, I cannot wrap my head around is advocating getting Tom Savage into your lineups as a way to fit in Hopkins and Fuller at the elevated prices. Um, <laughs> I just, see, as you were talking about it, like you're getting notifications on your Twitter right now from people calling you a donk about saying uh, I was Savage kidding. <laughs> so what I was that, totally what kidding. What is all this? What like if I has the world gone crazy? I, I like I understand why you're playing Tom Savage. I understand it because I'm playing guys like Brock Osweiler and Joe Flacco. <laughs> I understand what you're doing. I understand the point. The line of construction Brock when you Osweiler. do that, like it, when you pick a contrarian game to go off, you get to play all the elite stud running backs that you love. I understand the roster. And you get to watch your quarterback crap his pants and get you negative points. And you're gonna get Brock Osweiler. You're gonna get Brock Osweiler. The Philly secondary still sucks. Nothing's He's- changed. His, yeah, off, his offensive line, his offensive line sucks, and that's a great pass rush. He's going to yeah, get he's decimated. Also I don't need him to go. He's going like to get 40. decimated. I need him to go for like fifteen. He can he's do that. not going to. He's going to get you negative four. He's not going to get me negative four. Stop it. Hey, you want to do the over under on like eight points for Brock Osweiler? Sure. Really? Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes. I'll do the over on eight for Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Book it. Book yes. it. All right, good. Look, I, I, I like the cheap quarterbacks this week. Like, again, like, I don't – let me rephrase this. I like what they get me everywhere else. And all I need them to do is connect, like, one time or two times for a touchdowns, and I'm just going to win all the money. You could have got me a six and a half. You could have got me a six and a half. Eight. You kidding me? You could have had me for, like, 12 or 13. So, eight is perfectly <laughs> fine. I just, I just think this is just a spot where, like, the running backs are clearly the best plays on the board this week. Like, I think the running backs are clearly I, the best plays. Well, that's so, fine. I want to go play. with Flacco. Want to go so like even Drew like Stanton. I'm, I'm going to use Stanton. I'm just going to rotate all off. I'm going to rotate them all. Why? Why I'm even put these guys in your rotation? Why put Tom Savage? Did you, dude? I think he got sack fumbled five times in his first start. Was I mean, it five? I, I, I like that game to go under, but I'm going to play three to five percent Savage. Tom, Tom Savage is five percent. He's rock. never thrown an NFL touchdown. I'm not disputing that Tom Savage isn't good at football. I've recommended lots of players that suck in football on this show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Some, some of them have sucked, and some of them have done well. Um, I just – but that's the name of the game in tournaments. Like, I'm just going to rotate these guys through in tournaments, and if they – if one of the combinations go off, I've got the stud running backs, and I'm – and I win a lot of money. I want I, – I want the Indianapolis defense here. I mean, it's fine. I, mean, I understand this- that they're 2K, and, and Tom Savage sucks. Like, I'm not disputing that. That's fine. He has no pocket presence. He is between him and Brock Osweiler. They are the worst players I can think of. I think Brock is probably worse. He's probably worse. But boy, these guys are both just, they are going to crap their pants and ruin your lineups. I would just say, I would so much rather get in it. I just take them out of your player pool seats. Just get in Goff and Flacco, even Stanton. What are we doing? Messing around with, with, uh, with these with these idiots like Savage and Os- Brock because, because you get to play all the other Dwayne, players. You get right? to play all the other guys you, you like could do that. want to play. You could do that with Blake Bortles. 
I mean, you could do it with golf. You could do it with Flacco. I actually, I actually liked Blake Bortles before Marquise Leach magically showed back up in practice. I actually was on Blake Bortles. At what one. about what about the goat, D.D. Westbrook? He's oh, back he's not this gonna week. Start. He's not going to start. I he ran. If Marquise Lee was out. This show would have been an hour of D.D. Westbrook. Talking. <laughs> You're damn right. It would have been. Hey, and I, 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 I could not believe he came back. I was so upset on Friday. I broke a mouse. For D, like, I was ready to go on D.D. Westbrook. I <laughs> all ready to. Like, I had a, I had I had like a, a sharp like PowerPoint ready to go on D.D. Westbrook. I, I that kid is talented, and he should start over Marquise Lee as is. But like. You're going to tell me that, like, with Marquise Lee and Hearns both playing, that, like, you can project D.D. Westbrook to have a ceiling? You can't, right? I, dude, you – any – I know, any, I know. Any, any play. I any play. I mean, I'm just like – I understand. The guy won me so much money in preseason DFS. I mean, like. if that guy wouldn't have been – if that guy wasn't, like, the worst, like, interviewer and communicator with these NFL teams, like, that he was during this process – He was he – he's, the, like, the first guy to win the – Blown a cough award that didn't go in the first round. Yeah, like, I mean, okay. it would have uh, – because the thing was, you know, he had off-field issues, and if he would have been able just to communicate pretty well and stuff like that and, to, like, be able to ward off those issues the way that some of these guys can, he, he would have he, – he'd be a first-round – He'd be a, if, if Tavon Austin's a first-round guy, D.D. Westbrook is, is a beyond a first-round guy, uh, but he just he, – he interviewed terribly. So – I just um, – the talent is super, super good. Unbelievable. So just something to keep in mind. I, I know. I'm going to give him my millionaire maker lineup. You know what? I am, am going to throw him in. A, I'm going to add him. I'm just going to get a little bit. But I'm um, going to add him back in. You're right. Like, so, the talent is too good. I'm going to feel really stupid if I miss out on D.D. Westbrook well, and all these other crappy players. Well, and then because next week he's going to be he's going to be only 4,100 and he's going to be 35% owned. Mm -hmm. this, yeah. I, I You're right. I need to get him in now. It's like, it just, oh. Yeah. God, why I'm, couldn't – Marquis Lee, just sit out, man. Just well, sit out. It could be better. Maybe he'll get hurt early on. Like, you know, even if he does play, like, knee issue. Come on, man. Just be – just sit. <laughs> just sit. That's all I'm asking for. Just sit. All right. So, uh, let's see. I wanted to get into a couple other topics here with you. I guess we have our bet on on, on, uh, on Brock – Would you like Brock, to do – I'll, I'll, I'll do some more, too, on cheap quarterbacks if you like, because I like – I mean, you're, you're just you're just poo-pooing all these guys that you just don't want to roster in cash games, but that's fine. I'm not talking about cash games. Well, I'm a cash game player at heart, so, right. I mean, I, I, know, I, I, I like to play every in time I, Every time I bring up something that slightly just, like, makes you want to throw <laughs> up, like you just immediately go into no mode. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. But I will say that um, even in tournaments, man, I think you can – like, why not get in Flacco? I'm gonna have Flacco. against against the Titans. I like that game. That's one of my favorite games on the sleeve. I like Baltimore, Tennessee to shoot out a ton. Well, that's think, in, that's think, a hot take. I think that game clear. I think that Tennessee Cleveland game has people scared, and that game clearly just told me that Marcus Mariota was hurt because they tried to run the ball 30 times against the Browns defense, and it just doesn't work. And Mariota's health told you that. They come and Mariota's healthy now. now. He's healthy. Baltimore defense has played no one all season. They faced like some of the worst passing offenses in all the entire league. Trubisky and stuff. Trubisky and like like the best quarterback they faced is Road Big Ben. And then on the other side, Keenum. Tennessee, Tennessee pass defense is awful. We saw what Deshaun Watson and quarterbacks have done to them. And then, you know, Flacco can air it out. Now, do I think they want to air it out? No. So I don't think it's like the most probable outcome when this turns into a shootout, but you know, if uh, Tennessee can get out to an early lead, I think Baltimore will have to throw the football more. And I think Wallace and Macklin are free. The key is free. 
They are free, <laughs> free, free, free. And you know they're going to get targets. And if they get in the end zone, then you get to play Todd Gurley and Zeke on the same team. And that makes your teams feel much better at heart. No, I mean, I, cert- I certainly agree. And you say you're paying up a lot for these for these running backs. Do you have any interest in any of these guys that are more mid-value? Like, what about Adrian Peterson? You know, nope. awesome matchup. You, you, you have no interest? Even awesome in matchup. That team can't block to save their lives. Yeah, but San Francisco, we, I mean, they can't stop the run to save their lives. And now Bruce Arians is saying, I mean, his exact words where he's going to feed the beast. I don't think that AD's a beast anymore. But, I mean, I, I just – I don't even want to bring up the prop, but it's a, it's a, it's a good one, 79 and a half yards on the ground. I, I, think that's a, I think that total is extremely high. I have no interest in AP this week. No, minus, minus 120 to score, still no interest. Like, like, if you're playing on Fandle, like, I would play Damian Williams first. I wish he was on the DK main slate. I would have tons of Damian Williams if he was on the main slate. Hold on. Do you like Damian Williams more than Kenyon Drake? Of course I do. Oh, well, they, they, can that Kenyon be our Drake, bet? It's a matchup. Yeah, what? sure. Can I'll that take, be our bet? I'll take Damian Williams PPR versus Kenyon Drake. Just straight up? Yeah. Perfect. Booked. So we Booked. got two bets now. All right, yeah. so Kenyon Drake versus yeah. Damian Williams. So this Williams. is why you don't play Kenyon Drake. This is the Oakland Raiders. What do the Oakland Raiders suck at? Pass catching running backs. Who's the pass catching back? Damian Williams. So you're, well, telling, you're yeah. they say they're going to split the first and second down work. We all know who's getting the third down work. It's Damian Williams. So the only way in which Damian Williams like loses like the, the touch battle is basically if it's an 80-20 for Kenyon Drake. I don't see that happening. Adam Gase loves Kenyon Drake. And uh, here's he loved, the thing. He loved him so he loved him so much he played him like zero snaps even when Jay Ajayi was dying. Come on. Jay Ajayi's gone. He had to think yeah, he had something, that, and he's been talking about it. like, was playing on one knee. He loved Kenyon Drake so much that he gave him exactly zero snaps. Well, do, do you know what that had to do with, Siege? It had to do with the fact that coming out, Kenyon Drake couldn't pass protect worth a damn. He was actually probably he the senior can't. role, the worst pass protection guy I've ever seen. From what I've heard from some people there in Miami, they say he's a little bit better, but still not A little good bit enough. better. I mean, a little bit better than terrible is, like – Slightly above terror. Right. I mean, I get it. I get it. I mean, that's that's why you still have a Damian Williams. That's like saying a... that like Texas this year is slightly above terrible. Well, yeah, they're still terrible. <laughs> yeah, but, boy, you, you don't you, you don't need to get me started on the University of Texas Longhorns. But yeah, I mean, I think that here's the man. I think Kenyon Drake gets first first crack at it. I know for a fact, and you know for a fact that Kenyon Drake is by far the superior athlete. And that if he gets a little bit of space, he's like he's capable of taking it the distance in a way that Damian Williams could never dream of being. But I, I think I understand what you're saying as far as the the, the usage. I think that it makes I, I think it's a fair bet. I think it's a fair bet. I, I, I think Damian Williams destroys in this spot. I really do. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna win someone half a million dollars on FanDuel. Well, are you gonna are you gonna have a lot of them? Yes. He's gonna be one of your pay downs to get up for these others. He, on Fandle, he's going to be actually a scenario – on Fandle, where he's not on the DK main. If he was on the DK main, my lineup build would be completely different, um, but he's not. Oh, this uh, is the Fandle, Sunday night game, right. Right. So right. where he's on the Fandle – he's on the Fandle main slate, I'll be able to pay up more at wide receiver and tight end than I can at other – and quarterback than I can on DraftKings. You always love Cameron Bray. Why no love for him this week? Adam Williams, it's a, it's a great I matchup. Like, I do like him. Uh, I think oh. he's a solid tight end option. It's just – He's well behind Jimmy Graham. Any interest in Carlos Hyde in that game facing no, off against No, what is up with the damn Carlos Hyde love? <laughs> I don't what know. Is, 
If huh, people were talking about Carlos Hyde. I'm on a team that's trying to lose football games. <laughs> we just bench, we just put Pierre Garçon on IR for an injury that no one knows exactly when it happened because he was practicing <laughs> just fine and then they had a no contact practice and then magically he has a neck injury and on IR. We drafted Matt Breida out of Georgia and Southern and we love him. He beat out the guy that we we're supposed to be above him on the depth chart. We've been in a timeshare and we're trying to lose football games, but let's go ahead and play Carlos Hyde this week. What? <laughs> I mean, why is everyone want to play these guys in timeshares so badly? I've I understand just, it's because you talk to, about you don't want to play the punt wide receivers. Guess what? Swallow your pride, do your research, and play the punt wide receivers in good spots. We haven't had to do it in a month, and everyone's just now scared to do it. It's recency bias and it's worse form. Uh, speaking of punt wide receivers, I think one guy that uh, one guy who like I said, haven't heard much about Carlos Hyde, but maybe heard a little bit. One guy, another guy who I've heard maybe a little bit on, but not too much, Sammy Watkins going up against a Janoris Jenkins-less New York uh, Giants defense. Any interest in any of these guys? Cooper Cup, Sammy Watkins. I mean, those are some pay down, you know, for 4K-ish guys. Todd Gurley. I'm just playing 80% Todd Gurley. Okay, well, then in, in that same game, any interest in bringing it back with no. maybe an there's, Orleans? There's defense is one of my favorite defenses on the board. No interest in Orleans Darkwood, 3,800? If you could tell me who, if he was actually going to get the snaps, I, they should start playing Wayne Galvin more. That team's terrible. No, I mean, I, I, I get that. I get that. I think that Orleans Darkwood, though, I mean, it's, it's, feels, it's, it's gross, especially with Paul Perkins back. Just, right? I would rather play Eddie Lacy first. And I hate Eddie Lacy, but I'd rather do that. Man, I tweeted this out, man, but Eddie Lacy last week looked like the weekend at Bernie's version of an NFL running back. I understand. <laughs> I, I understand, but they say he's going to be the lead guy and he's 3.2K. Like, I get it. I don't In a like, good matchup. I get it. I totally get it. It makes me puke, but that's I'm absolutely going to be like, if he's going to be like 7%, I'm going to show up at 10 to 12%. But I just, ugh. All right, so we have two bets this week. We already discussed our bet from last week that I came out victorious on with oh. a big monster Josh Doxon touchdown. Let me, I just, um, I, I'm literally still sick over that. Like, <laughs> God, my guy gets hurt in the first quarter and you somehow still almost lose. Talk about it. Talk like, about talk it. Talk about a moral out. victory, by the way. Josh Doxon, the exact fraud I thought he was. You wait and see about Doxon. You wait and I see about Dawson. He's gonna be good. That's the, the best that is yet to come. Was. He was going to be a fraud last week. That's what I said, and he was a fraud. That's a win in everything yeah. but the scoreboard. It's actually two wins because we because it was a double. So that brings you up to one unit up on me on the season. Oh, my God. We have, God uh, a what a we, joke. We should have put like a middle of like 10 receiving yards on the damn thing. <laughs> it puts you up one unit on the season. Oh we, God, have, we, have, we have two bets. We have two bets this week that that uh, one is that that just I'm right, gonna chalk well, over eight. That's this I'm gonna chalk I'm gonna chalk it up as a win right off the bat. That's, that's no way. Free unit. I appreciate that. And uh, and the second one was I'm taking Kenyon Drake versus Damian Williams straight up. Well, just just DPR, D, exactly. just just DK scoring, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. So DK scoring. I want to make sure that I get my hundred yard bonus for. For Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake for 100 <laughs> yards. There's your hot take. Okay, it's my turn. No, no, no. That well, no, because I was just kidding about that. Um, do you have a hot take first? Because I as usual, have, I didn't. I actually, actually, I do have one. I do have one ready to go. Okay. Ryan Grant for over 16 DraftKings points. Ryan Grant. Love Ryan Grant this week. <laughs> you love. How much does he cost? 3,500, I think. 
why do you so th- is this more dachshund hate or is there a reason that that, that, that you like him some uh, kind slot, of slot some kind of seattle. slot guys versus slot versus so, seattle yeah. yeah exactly okay my he's, ha- like, he's actually been in the offense all season and actually been catching targets whereas like dachshund and Pryor have been sitting on the bench oh no oh, my my hot takes easy uh dd westbrook 6x that's a good take Damn it. D.D. Westbrook, 6X. That is, what, what, what is a, that like? It's definitely a hot take, but I love it. That's it's like good. 21 points, something like that. Easy. Yeah. It's just, that's easy. That's I, would, I would say it's easy. <laughs> I like the take, but it's definitely not easy. The, we, we're going to thank you guys so much for joining us today. We got to get out of here. Uh, this has been the Week 9 DFS Roundup here on Grinders Live. You can find all of the Siege's work here on Roto Grinders. Make sure that you go to the Marketplace and check out his tournament tactics packages, both for NFL and NBA. Um, the NBA one, I haven't seen the – I'm sure you guys are doing well in, in NFL, but I can personally speak for the NBA one. Great product. It's going to make you some cash. So make sure and go um, check that out. Also, you can find all of this stuff here on Grinders Live. You can find all of my work with a pro membership at rosterwatch.com. You can hear me tonight on SiriusXM, Fantasy Sports Radio 7 to 9. Eastern and then tomorrow morning leading right up into Dan and Beer's show uh, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern uh, on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. So uh, for the siege, my name is Alex. Thank you guys for joining us. We are getting the hell out of here.